from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. This is Locked On Chiefs, and I'm sorry to tell you, your Chiefs are in a rut, losing a second straight game at home. We are going to go through it. I'm here with Chris Clark from Chiefs Digest. How are you, Chris? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm uh, I'm a little perturbed. This team is not living up to its capabilities by a long shot, uh, and there's just too many reasons for it, to tell you the truth. The story of the day is that everything is out of whack. I mean, that's what today comes down to. The offense isn't clicking. The play call isn't working. The linebackers aren't playing well. Even when you think you should be getting a, a PI call, the system that should be reviewing, that isn't even working. Well, I will say this. I said it during the game. I think Reed needs to challenge that play. I completely agree with the play call. Uh, that timeout later is not going to is not going to change the game at all. Um, you look at what pass interference is supposed to be. That looked like it was pass interference to me. But of course, in the first half, Patrick Mahomes throws an interception that really isn't an interception because that was at least a holding call at the very least. Yeah, uh, the officials blew this game. And they wanted to make sure that they were felt in this game, and they absolutely were. Nothing else you can really say. Well, no, they certainly contributed to what went on, but they were by far, I don't think, the deciding factor at the end of the day. Um, I'm not going to say they were the deciding factor. I'm I'm just saying they were horrible the entire game. That's fair. And, I mean, honestly, I think maybe, maybe the big takeaway from this is that, once again, continually throughout the NFL, you've seen it in other games. You've seen it twice now for the Chiefs in recent weeks where the concept that the NFL put in place of being able to get eyes on it, including New York, in order to review a play that either should have been PI or or was called and they feel was not. It's just not working because plays aren't being called correctly after the reviews. Yeah, and Kelsey's thing was... uh... I really don't know what to say. Uh, that pass interference play, honestly, the game changed when Mahomes got re-injured. Uh, and that is honestly the story of the day for me is that as soon as he got re-injured, this game changed. Uh, he was not able to move in the pocket. He wasn't able to step in throws. Uh, he had no zip on the ball for a lot of the second half. And he was yeah. off. I mean, he's not a guy that that needs to step in his throws to have some zip, but I I agree with with what you're saying. It it was not allowing him to be what he can be. And And I'm not blaming him. Sorry. No, I was going to say, and this is one of those injuries where, unfortunately, it's, it's not debilitating enough for them to bench him or to do some kind of intervention like a surgical kind of thing. But it's certainly not clean enough for him to be able to withstand hits and still be able to function, and that's... That's really what it comes down to. The first, the first medium hit that was not like he didn't get rolled up from behind. It wasn't a terrible uh, injury or, or, or re-injury, I guess today. Um, it, it was just being contacted. Yeah, and you look at what it what happens with him when he is not able to. Uh, and, and you're right, he doesn't need to be able to step into throws. But even once he started not being able to step into throws, he missed at least four throws that he makes with his eyes closed. And it it certainly looked like it was his mechanics and him trying not to put weight on the on the front foot. Yeah, I, mean, I think that part's fair. I, I think it does whether it's trying to drive through to and to not put weight on that front foot, like you said, or or just the fact that it's it's painful uh, if it's distracting him from other things. 
what we see each time this happens is that he looks himself. He's recovered during the week. He gets to that play and like that throw to Tyreek Hill, impressive downfield throw, right? I'm still not sure it should have been thrown in the first place, but I'm just saying. Um, then he gets hit and everything falls apart. It's not just the downfield stuff. It's the accuracy in the intermediate areas as well. And I, I think maybe that's more of the contribution to the overall performance than well, just not being able to drive it. And even the short throws. I mean, his throw to DeAnthony Thomas was off. Uh, and, uh, you know, that short little out route that should be an easy four yards for Thomas uh, goes as an incompletion because he misses it by uh, he leads him too far by a yard. Uh, you know, and I'm not trying to say I want them to bench him. Although at some point you have to consider his health long term versus trying to keep in the game and win the game. And on a short week, it's going to be very hard. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't do that really until you get Henny back. I mean, Matt Moore is a break glass in case of emergency, but you don't want to make a conscious choice to put him in. I think when Henny's able to come back, uh, I think he has to be one of the guys they designate to return at this point uh, in order to to stave off letting Mahomes get hurt anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. But we need to go to our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what really happened on defense. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can improve your performance and have that extra confidence. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. With no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. You'll get your shipment free when you use the promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. That's promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, so you look at the defensive side of the ball. They missed Anthony Hitchens a lot more than I expected they would today. You know, I exactly. I never expected to type that, and I did put that tweet out there as well. Um, and for the first time, the guy that I thought had been developing a leadership role a- alongside Hitchens in Damian Wilson. Damian Wilson played terribly today and was a, a drastic change from what we've seen him do uh, up to this point in the season. Even when he has been uh, exposed at times, it hasn't been so consistent. Um, they found what they could do, the Texans, that is, in attacking him, uh, and they leaned on it. You know, that that's what I would have done in reverse. Yep. No, I agree with you. He, he had a bad game. Uh, but you also saw a game, and you saw why Darren Lee hasn't played up to what you thought he was going to be out of school. Uh, too many missed tackles going high when he could have just uh, played through and, and tackled somebody short of the line to gain and just misplays otherwise. And Ben Neiman, 
he's a good special teamer, but he's not able to shed blocks at all. You get a hand on him and he's going to be out of the play. Absolutely. And and this is this is a nickel linebacker. That, that's what he is. Yep. And I, I think it was never more illustrated in plain sight for everyone to see than the last drive. The last drive when they had to get a stop. And don't get me wrong, the defense put up some impressive stops. A couple of turnovers. They took drives away. Um, they they had a couple of bend don't breaks, not what I really want to see. But at the end of the game, when they had to get a stop, they put Reggie Ragland in there. It happened. They consistently, whether it's coming from Reed or it's coming from Spagnolo or it's coming from Matt House, they want to put Neiman in there. They don't want to have Reggie exposed against the pass. They're scared of the pass. They don't care about the run. And once again, the running game ate them up and lost them this game. Well, it definitely lost them this game. And you look at what that's going to mean moving forward. Uh, it's going to be a big question mark going into a Denver game uh, that Kansas City should win by two touchdowns. I think they're just that much better of a team than Denver is. But if they lose the time of possession like they did this week, uh, they may walk out of Denver with a loss. And I hate saying that, but that's the reality of it. You cannot lose time of possession by, what, almost 20 minutes today? I, I, have, like. to take, I have to take a look. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for the the game book to come up here, and I will have that for you here before we end this conversation. But it certainly felt like that to me. And you're right, looking ahead just for a second. Philip Lindsay, uh, yes, he's tiny, uh, but he's productive. So don't think that... This isn't going to be more of the same again. Unfortunately, just like we said last week, until you show that you can make it stop, even they had a couple of decent plays in the run game. I'll give them a little bit of credit. They got a little bit more. Uh, McLean came in for one play that I that really stood out to me. Um, missed tackles to go along with it. Missed tackles at the linebacker level in particular cost this team big in situational football um, in that fourth quarter, especially that that's that long second down. Darren Lee was in position. Yep. Could have made that play, would have stopped that drive or at least set them up for a nice third and long that's defendable. And the blown tackle cost them that drive. Yeah, no, absolutely. Darren Lee uh, had a very bad game. Uh, miss call or miss plays that you just can't afford to miss on defense. And, you know, Ward had a great interception. Uh, but at the same time, uh, he missed some tackles. Uh, I'm thinking of a specific running play where he was juked out of his jock strap. And, you know, that's going to happen at times. But it it's just a mix of everything that's going on. You cannot continually play bad defense and get away with it in the NFL. And unfortunately for Kansas City, you know, honestly, if they had Tyree Kill last week against Indianapolis, I think they win that game. In this In this case... Houston had enough of a passing attack that it was too much to overcome. Yeah, but we'll talk about the offense when we switch over. But for right now, I do have the numbers for you now. The Chiefs held the ball for less than six minutes in the second half. That defense played over 24 minutes in the second half. There was at least two drives that went three and outs. And yes, there was a, a call that could have saved that one way. I think one of the PIs was one of those. But the bottom line is, the defense is out there far too much, and that's that's where the time of possession comes in. And you can you can have all the analytics you want. You can yell at me EPA every day until you're blue in the face. It just doesn't matter when you can't get the ball back and protect your defense. Defenses are exposed no matter how good, bad, or indifferent they are 
when they have to play to the point where they're running ragged. And that, and I clearly saw that. I don't know about you in the fourth quarter. Well, it certainly looked like they were tired. And, and you're right. You cannot have your defense on the field that long. And obviously, that is a huge concern moving forward. You know, the other concern, when you start looking at that type of situation, you know, the three and outs really kill you. It's the timing of the three and outs that have really killed Kansas City in the in back-to-back weeks. They start off hot. Andy Reid gets on a roll uh, with his scripted plays early. And then in the second half, he's not able to make adjustments that once the defense is adjusted to what he started with. And there are a lot of things that are wrong with this team right now. And I picked them to lose this game, and that was because I didn't think Tyree Kill was going to play. But with Hill, they looked a lot better on offense, especially early. But when you can't run the ball and you can't defend the run, it's going to be very hard for you to continue to win games. And that's what it comes down to on the defensive side is you made Carlos Hyde a guy that you threw out of camp because he didn't do anything. You made him look like an all-star because of missed assignments, a lack of aggression in the run game. There was a, a play, and I even tweeted this out as well. There was a play in the first half. You could have stopped a running touchdown, Damian Wilson. I'm talking directly to you. Had you attacked the runner, that would have happened. A tight end should not be blocking you in a hole. It just shouldn't be allowed to happen. And I have I have to keep coming back to the players have all been switched out. I mean, not all of them, but a good portion of the players have been switched out. The coaching staff has been switched out. So what is it? That's what that's the number one question I get every week is what is it? What's wrong with them? The thing that's wrong with them is not playing with aggression, period. And I don't know where that comes from, whether it's the players or the coaching staff, or quite frankly, the one thing that's a holdover is Coach Reed. So is it, listen, I don't want you to guys to, to get exposed by being over aggressive. I want you to hold back, uh, protect against the past, et cetera, et cetera. It could be a number of things. But the big combination is when you're not playing aggressive and you're making mistakes like missed tackles and missed objectives there was a a banjo call there at the end with a a stack against Hopkins that clearly there was miscommunication because they didn't shift and they didn't cover their guys correctly this is a communication thing and an execution thing on the players as well as the coaching staff yeah there's lots of things that's uh we can look at on this defense and and say that it needs to be better and that's and you know we'll get into the details on the offense because there's plenty to go around there too we'll be back in just a minute so I don't know where to start. Obviously, the health of the quarterback is, is paramount. I talked about it all week. We we discussed it with everybody that we chatted with. Uh, clearly, even with uh, trying to, to supplant Brian Hunter, who I think definitely needed to be supplanted, um, they still aren't able to protect Pat Mahomes near enough. No, they weren't. And that's a big question mark going into this game against Denver, who has a pretty de- decent defensive line. The one thing I will say, you look at what really happens in this game and Kansas city's defense. I thought last week did enough to win the game, uh, allowing 19 points for this offense. You would think they should be able to win. Kansas's offense didn't look good this week either. Uh, they looked good at the first part of the game. Uh, Tyree kill looked like he was just as explosive as ever. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. It looks like he's uh, not going to have any lasting effects of that specific injury. Uh, and he should be good going forward. But yeah, I don't know what you do on an offensive line. I mean, Schwartz looked like he was being 
beaten on a semi-regular basis. He got called for a couple of holding calls. Uh, you know, obviously Cam Irving's been struggling, but you know, I don't know when you're going to get Eric Fisher back. I can't imagine it's this week. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it, it should be getting close at this point. You know, that, that four week window should be about close. Um, I know well, I BJ it was was, six weeks. Well, on the outside. Yeah. I think the, there are some that recover quick enough uh, to do it in four. And I know BJ was, was calling it into question whether he might even be available this week. Um, so I, I can only hope uh, again, uh, another case, just like we were talking about with Hitchens, a guy that Chiefs fans don't feel that great about and around the league doesn't have, you know, uh, uh, an elite status in terms of reputation, but two guys that they miss very essentially are Eric Fisher and Anthony Hitchens on both sides of the ball. Um, were you surprised that they went with Rankin today versus uh, Wisniewski at, at the left guard spot? No, because I think maybe they'll go with Wisniewski maybe next week mm-hmm. or maybe against Green Bay. Uh, if Wiley's still out, but it doesn't surprise me. Wisniewski didn't have enough time to really learn the offense and really set in. And I know it's a little easier for offensive linemen, uh, but that's a big ask to come in one, you know, on Tuesday and start on Sunday. Absolutely. And, you know, I thought there was overlap with Wisniewski and Reed in Philly, and I was wrong. Uh, Wiz didn't get there until uh, Doug was in place. But obviously, he even said it this week, uh, Wisniewski did, that the offenses are very, very similar. He feels like he can get up to speed pretty quickly. Just a couple of days isn't enough. So I agree with you. I think next week he's probably in there at left guard. Um, what did you see from Rankin, and how did you take it away? Well, and I'm not so sure you will see him next week. I mean, it's possible you'll see him against the Broncos, but again, it's a short week. Uh, is it, you know, could he play on, you know, if they play next Sunday, could he play? Yeah, I would imagine. Are they going to be able to play after a week and a half? We'll see. Uh, I thought Rankin pretty much, I thought Rankin did a good job for the most part. Um, I, I really just don't know what to make of the Chiefs offensive line because every week it seems to be getting beat and it seems to be coming from a different place. And, they look so good early on and I know Fisher being out really hurts. And I think that's a huge thing. And, and Wiley being out hurts, but they've got to find a way to, to at least give Mahomes All they got to do is get him three seconds. That changes things. If they can get him three seconds. Yeah, well, that's true. And one thing that will help that is some play action. That's actually effective because uh, I put this squarely on coach Reed's shoulders. Um, he has, got into his old habits and he is not poking his head out. I thought last week was a clear signal that you have to have more balance. I, I screamed it from the rooftops all week long. You have to protect Mahomes by running the ball more. He comes out and calls 38 passes and just 10 runs. But to be fair about that, when they were running the pass early, it was working. And then you get into a point where in the second half, you run six plays where you are. Sorry. You only have the ball for six minutes in the second half. You have six plays on three drives. And when they ran the ball, they ran the ball on second and 14, which is the second week in a row that he's gone second and long and run the ball. Exactly. Which I guess in some sense, I, I can see the thought process that they're not going to be expecting the run. They're going to be expecting the pass. The problem is this Chiefs offensive line hasn't been blocking well enough for the running game to begin with. And No, but there are ways around that. And, and just getting it out there can help you in the play action. Because we didn't see Sherman out there in the backfield at all. We didn't well, see Daryl William get a touch out of the backfield. There are ways that you can attack. But Mahomes isn't really – in the second half after you get hurt, the last thing you want him to do is be taking a bunch of drops. You want to you want to keep him off the ankle as much as you can. Shotgun is, is what I would have done, and, and I think that's what they should have done, and, and it worked. 
well, I guess I can't say it worked, but that's what I would have done. And that's what they did. The issue is, is execution. And you just, you kept losing in, in situations where you can't lose. Travis Kelsey, you know, I, he dropped a, a, an easy touchdown. Uh, he, he slipped and fell. And I'm not putting that on Travis Kelsey because those types of plays happen. But if he keeps his feet, that's a touchdown. He walks into the end zone. Uh, that's true. And that's just hard luck. But I, I still feel like this is on the play call. You have to run more. Even if it's a predictive down, they still got, between the two guys that got the touches in McCoy and Damian Williams, 5.75 yards a carry. That's that's not I mean, yeah, it's not passing. Great. I get it. It's not as efficient as passing, but you're getting more than five yards to carry. Run the ball. All he has to do is take one step and hand it off. You didn't use any of the other assets that you have. You tried to stick with your same old game plan, run 11 personnel out the wazoo and try to make Mahomes do what he clearly is not able to do with this offensive line. Well, we will agree to disagree. I don't think that running the ball 20 times in this game would have changed the outcome of the game. But they were effective when they were able to run the ball early in the game because the pass was working. Late in the game, the pass wasn't working. And that's the bigger problem is that when this passing game stalls out, you're not going to get the running lanes because at that point, they feel like you're one-dimensional and they're sending everybody and blitzing. And it works enough against the run as well because you don't have enough guys to, to hold up. This team. This team is just struggling right now. Uh, there are too many injuries, and it is really hurting them. Uh, I will say, you know, I, I went into this quarter of the season thinking that it's possible Kansas City would find a way to end up, you know, maybe seven and one. Obviously, they're not going to be seven and one. Uh, six and two at this point would be fantastic. Uh, I think that they should be able to get to five and two this week uh, against the Broncos, but they have to play better, and they have to play as a team, and, and the defense has to play better, and that's. You know, somebody asked me today, and I really wish I had a better answer for him because honestly, I'm to the point where trading for Patrick Peterson or Jalen Ramsey isn't going to help this team that much. They're not the problem. The corners aren't the problem right now. The corners oh, are I don't playing know well. That. No, not in my opinion. There's too many holds. There's too many PIs. There's too many guys getting loose. I mean, I love what Sean Breeland does. Did you watch the holds? Some of I did watch the holds. I don't care. They're callable. It doesn't matter whether I think they should have been called or not. They're callable, and they got called over and over. And quite frankly, there were two touchdowns for the Texans that were dropped that Bashad Breeland was beaten on because he, he doesn't have the long speed. So, yeah, that's not enough. If you could shore up against the pass, then maybe it's one thing. But right now, it's hit or miss against the pass, and it's a, it's, it's a lost cause against the run. Okay, well... We'll agree to disagree. I think a linebacker is more important than a corner at this point. I just don't see the impact, but that's hey, any any addition that moves the needle in a positive direction is is a good thing. So, well, I, I mean, or defensive lineman, defensive lineman or linebacker, I, I think is is more important than a corner. Uh, yeah, they got beat at times today, uh, but this is one of the best offensive teams in the NFL, in my opinion, in, in Houston with the weapons they have and Deshaun Watson. They are one of the best offensive teams in the NFL. They're going to be able to pass the ball. That is that is the reality of the situation. You're not going to have a Stephen Gilmore or a New England-type defense in Kansas City this year. Uh, hopefully you can get something like that in maybe two years. You don't have it this year. But I think the pass defense has been good enough if they could stop the run. But when you can't stop the run, the passing game is wide open. Yeah. 
And, and that, that is the problem. And it, honestly, at this point, I'd settle for one. Get good at stopping one. Because uh, it's just it's just too easy right now to pick the, the teams, the opposing team to pick their poison. Um, again, lo- looking at, at, at what this offense needs to do. Yeah, there's some slips by, by Travis Kelsey. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Demarcus Robinson. Uh, I felt like he turned a corner to begin the season. I don't know where he's at right now. Uh, I didn't see the creativity. I didn't see the crossing routes that we thought were going to be able to take advantage and attack this defense. Uh, well, I'm and, just not sure what they're looking at. And you're looking at a Texans team that you should be able to expose because their top two corners were out the second half. Right. I just, but at the same time, you look at what Mahomes was doing, and this started at the very beginning of the second half when you saw him always being on his back foot. And yes, he's been making some of those throws, but you can't consistently think that he's going to make those throws and make and get away with them. And it's starting to catch up to him. He can't set his feet or he's not setting his feet and he's not able to step in throws. And, and you know, he could have been intercepted multiple times in this game. And I'm not talking about the throw that did get intercepted because I think that was the wrong call to begin with. But he had two passes right after that that should have been intercepted or were really close to being intercepted. One on the sideline and another one to Hill that somebody undercut because there's nothing on it. Yeah, it's difficult. And again, that just leads me back to if your quarterback can't throw effectively, turn to something else. You know, I I, I want to end something on something positive, though. So I think we have to go back to Hill and just what a difference he made in the first half, at least um, before the uh, procedural stuff of of being able to complete a drop back by the quarterback got ruined. Um, his impact really is just more so than just stretching the field. I felt like because of, I mean, that leaping grab, the, the plays that he does make and even throwing his body at a, at a block. I think it was uh, something where Kelsey was getting tackled. Yeah. It was just, a Kelsey just his, yeah. Just his effort level. I felt like lifted them for a while. It just wasn't able to be sustained. It wasn't enough. Well, and it sure looked like he was on a pitch count because it, to me, I think Tyree kill plays, on in most games, I think last year he played probably eighty five percent of the snaps. I would imagine today I would be surprised, and we don't have snap counts. Obviously, it's too early, but I would be surprised if he was much over fifty percent, and maybe much less than that. And I get it; I get the reason why he wasn't on the field because you don't want to, you know, have him do too much too soon. Uh, he is out of football shape, and and he has to get back into that. But you know, without Sammy Watkins out there, that's a huge loss. It is. I mean, and they clearly wanted to emphasize him when they had him. Um, 10 targets, five receptions. I mean, despite the accuracy issues, he, he still contributed quite a bit. Uh, but when you look down the line, who else? I mean, the only guy who caught every pass he was thrown was Miko Hardman. And I, I felt like Hardman played with a little bit of a chip today. I thought that was good. Um, but back to Demarcus Robinson, zero catches on four targets. That's that's just not good enough. No, and he was outplayed by Byron Pringle. Ah, good point. Uh, it, you know, it was, it was mentioned before the, the game started that Pringle was lining up next to Tyree kill with the ones. Uh, and that was interesting. And, and, you know, uh, Pringle had a drop. I'm not going to say he didn't drop the ball. He had a a pass that should have been caught the sidearm pass that Mahomes hit him in the hands. Uh, got to catch that ball, but Pringle's been stepping up and making plays. 
I hope we see more of it. And I hope that they can figure some things out, folks. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, we'll get with Matt Derrick. Uh, we'll try to make heads or tails to see if there's what little threads we can pull out that maybe they can use to, to right this ship. Uh, before Thursday. It's going to be a short week for us, short week for you guys. So uh, keep it tuned here. Check back tomorrow and we'll have more for you. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you then. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube. Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.